welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people, hookup apps. They've become a staple in queer culture, but they've also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. I know I have. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto. Gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews. It's the Battle of the Divas, baby. The semifinals of Queen of the Universe brought us some shock and awe, and we're going to talk about it. The Fab Matzabelle is here to talk all things Queen of the Universe, too. Hello. How are you? Welcome. To I'm doing podcast. great. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Um, let's just get out of the way. Why do you have the best drag name ever? How did, how did uh, you just tell everyone how? How? Um, well, I grew up eating soup consistently. It was delicious, and I was trying to pick my drag name, my drag persona. I knew I wanted to be a little stupid, a little campy, a little musical theatery, and so that's just where she came from. I love it, I'm here for it. Um, friends, we're just gonna talk about it in every episode. Queen of the Universe, canceled. Removed from Paramount Plus, moving Over. to World of Wonder. Um, I, I said on the last podcast, I, I am being hopeful. I don't, I think there's hope. I think there's a way to salvage for third season. Drink the budget, do it somewhere else. Why cancel it? It's a good show. It is a good show. And I think it gives an opportunity to, to present drag in a way that we haven't seen it, you know, in drag race or in other formats, Dragula, whatever it be. So I'm, I think it, it has a place in our drag sphere, but I definitely think they threw a lot more money at it than maybe they were expecting it's, 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 it's that grand prize being bigger than drag race and you do it's crazy it. and it's on the bbc right so it's no it's not i don't know no it's paramount plus World paramount World. plus they, yeah they just weren't going to get it at the same time as we got it because i guess it's technically an american production i whatever I paramount plus in us you suck you good congrats get your tax right off yeah um happy pride to everybody all right, with the scheduling, obviously, friends, we're not going to be able to do the pitch perfect or off key. So that segment of this podcast is eliminated. So we're going to move into it. As always, I must leave the disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing a reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown the editing of the television show wants us to see. We react to what's presented. Yes, there's a real appeal and give the opportunity to go on television and share their crafts. But they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Also, friends, do not forget about the podcast's favorite game, Queen of the Universe Bumper Count. Take a drink of your favorite libation or non-alcoholic bevy every time we mention the use of the Queen of the Universe Bumper. Um, I'm going to miss that the most. I know. It's it's, it's unfortunate. So it's so stupid. I have my right. water bottle with me. Ready to oh, go. I love it. Hydrate or dehydrate. All right. Um, seven episodes in. Compared to the first season, what did you think of season two? 
I, ooh, that's a really, I think I was maybe more impressed with the talent of season one going in. I know in season one, they did that big first cut, like at the first episode. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of drama and excitement right off the bat. And then we were left with people that I was really excited about. Um, in season two, I'm, you know, there are some really incredible queens and some really amazing talent, but I think that just overall, maybe I was more impressed with season one than I am with season two. Um, I do love the personalities, especially the ones that we're left with right now at the end of the season. Um, but I, I definitely, I mean, I was such a grad queen stan through and through. Okay. All right. And I think no one's, no one's topped her yet. So it's hard to. See, and I was an Ada Vox stan. Like, okay. Hard, love Ada Vox too. Love, loved her on American Idol. Um, also, the, those Brazilian fans are vicious. Mm. Don't say anything negative about their queen or they will attack you. I will not. No, you love her. I, I'm the I do, I attacks. do. I made one comment on one silly post on Queen of the Universe once. The amount of um, Look comments out. I got back. I was like, Ada, help me out here, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, but man. You, you know, the, the queens are fantastic, but I mean, there's no one that's topped them yet, in my opinion. So it's, maybe that's, that's where great. the underwhelming feeling's coming from. I don't know. All right, four queens. Four Pop Divas, Graham Fields, an intervention coming on, semifinal time, and just off the bat, Queen of the Universe bump count number one. Graham is back once again, escorted by the hot dancers. Good for him. What a life. Good for him. And they're um, looking so good. Yeah, look at my boy Charlie back there. Oh my God, look. Mm, yeah. We're going to talk about him so much. I love him. I love um, it. And then Queen of the Universe bump count number two, literally within 10 seconds of each other, but whatever. We're back at the all drag all singing competition that is truly out of Paramount Plus. I mean, out of this world. <clears throat> Hilarious. It's the semifinals, so and the four queens are one high heel step away from the grand prize of a quarter million dollars. What would you do with a quarter million dollars? Oh my God, pay my rent, baby. Right. Get oh a nicer God. apartment, maybe some. No maybe, roommates. Maybe a dishwasher. Maybe a laundry, in unit laundry. Oh, yeah. Air conditioning. Air conditioning. I am in here sweating my butt off, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for one week only, each of the queens is going to be mentored by a showbiz legend. And those legends are the members of the Pop Diva panel. Love them. Which of our four Pop Diva panel members would you want to give you an intervention Ooh. and or mentorship? So, I. I mean, I love all of them, and I think they all have such incredible value to give. I think, for me, I would love to work with Mel B. I love all her. Right. I love Spice Girls. I love her because she has like the drag looks with also the incredible talent and the persona. She's got it all, and and I don't know. Which, I love her. Which Spice Girl are you? Oh man, I'm. I've got to be Scary Spice. All right, there it is. Mm-hmm. We will learn that the queens will be singing songs sung by female diva singers and serve a look that is pop diva realness. What song would you select for this theme? Ooh. That's such a good Ooh. question. I, I something I can belt my face off, but also like maybe like it's all coming back to me now. Oh, Celine! Yeah, a little Celine. Let's find out how the queens are going to get paired. Our pop diva panel is out of drag. And yes, that includes Trixie Mattel. That's a man, Maury. That was a whole man, a whole bald-headed man right there. Do you truly believe that Mel B had no idea what Trixie looked like out of drag? 
Honestly, yes. Yes, I do. I say hogwash. Bitch, she had to have seen social media at least once. In a trailer, maybe. I don't know, because she's not, like, super connected to the drag world in that way. Or maybe she would maybe, Would they have even met? Like, I don't know. Maybe You're during right. production. Sure. Never mind. I take it back. Um, we have seen Trixie make over many, many people. Do you think there's a chance Trixie's made over Mel V? Do you want to no see way. Scary Spice in Trixie's I would love track? to see it. Michelle's going to lead the discussion on why and how they can mentor the kids. Like, this was an old plan, bitches. Right. Um, how do they choose? Well, Trixie is a greedy bottom and wants Giselle because she's obsessed with her. Of but course. then Michelle is like, Giselle is obsessed with Vanessa, and that's the tea, hunty. That makes Vanessa sense. Think, right? Th- Vanessa thinks she'll listen to her, so there it is. Michelle says that Tyga is someone she personally loves, as does Mel B. She says she is the first one she saved and thought there was something way more sassy that needs to come out. So she wants her. Trixie will say that emotionally and spiritually, Aura needs a a talk from Michelle. And Vanessa calls out Aura and Michelle for Aura staring at her the entire time. Um, Listen, we all know it. The bitch wants to be on Verse the World. Yes, she does. And she might just work her way in there. It's going to happen. Aura Eternal is going to be on Verse the World. She'd be so good at it. I would love to see it. Did you watch her on Drag Race Italia season two? I did not. That's okay. I've not been good at keeping up with all the internationals. Well, you're the king of Drag Race. I am. Uh, This is going to leave the amazing trailer for Ashley, to which Trixie says that she is the one who is ready to step out there and into a major drag career. And she says as someone with a major drag career, she thinks she can reach her. So there we have it. Mm. Vanessa will tell us that they don't know what the audience will do. And that's the real thesis because um, the way that the judges here are going to blame the audience for the results. Oh, not uh uh-uh. uh no mm-hmm. no no. It's it's crazy. No no. Um, that being said, I know someone who was in the audience for this episode, and oh. they did not give me the tea that I need yet. So okay. Well, when you find out, let me know. Okay. All I know is like, is did you use your phones? Is like, no, we we had to um put our. I'm sure they give you a little like. Yeah, it was a device. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I want more on that. Anyway, we have we'll get to the semi- elimination. I have thoughts. Anyways. Oh, me too. We have our semifinalists walk down the runway with their mentor. It's Giselle Royale and Vanessa Williams. Or Eterna and Michelle Visage, which was like watching a mother walk her child to school. Yes. Um, Taiga Brava and Melby. And finally, Trevor Ashley and Trixie Mattel, who the two of them looked like they just got drunk at brunch. Yeah. And it probably was a great brunch. It was just the whole, whole hand-holding thing. Like, I would have cut it. It was weird. It, it was a little like Mother of the Bride walking yeah. the child down the aisle. I'm not like a walking hand holder type thing because I walk at a, at a pace that like if you can't keep up with me, like fuck. Oh, absolutely like, not. I, uh, yeah, like, it's, like with, I'll hold someone's hand like sitting down, but not not walking. That's too no. coordinated. I, I have no coordination. Um, queen of the Bumper Universe, Bumper Count number three. And with only three bases available, one queen will be eliminated. Um, also, there is no mention of Maxi and what happened, and I still want to know what ha- happened. And we will never find out. That is a production Max- secret that we will never, ever, ever know. Maxi girl, if I get to interview you ever, bitch, I'm going to ask Build you. Fill the tea. And it will, I'll be waiting for it. All right. We are going to begin with our video package for Taiga Brava. It is Pop Diva Week, and Taiga is surprised by Mel, who tells her she <laughs> smells gorgeous. That's not usually what you hear uh, someone say to a drag queen, but uh, good for her. Good for her. Listen, no, that's what you hear someone say to a good drag queen, and I that's respect true. her for it. Tyga is feeling in the clouds, and she tells her that she's been watching Melby since she was a kid and saying that's what she wants to do. 
Tyga loves Mel B because she was so unapologetically herself, and that influenced everything she does on stage. Well, Mel B is going to ask what Tyga will be doing, and she says, Charlie XCX is good ones. Choices. It's a choice. Are you a fan a of Miss Charlie? Um, I am. I, I, I am as much as anyone else is. Not like, oh my God, I know her entire discography, but I'm like, yeah, if she's not in the club, we're going to have a good time. Right. Now, yeah. would you say Charlie XCX is a singer or is Charlie XCX a song maker? She's like a, I would say she's a pop diva in this era. So I think okay. it's a good choice for the category in terms of like singing competition. That questionable. Part. That part. Okay. Yeah. We are going to get to hear her do a bit of it. And I, even before Mel said, I was like, oh, pitch issues, pitch issues. It was bad. Mel B tells her to sing with a smile because it makes everything sound brighter and lighter and she's engaged. Is that musically, scientifically factual? Yes. Um, as a singer, yes, that is the absolute goddamn truth. Sing with a smile and everything will be better. Is that why Broadway backup uh, singers and dancers look manic? Yes, absolutely it is. <laughs> absolutely it is. Oh my God. That's how right. they do eight shows a week. You just all the way through it. Tyga tells her she wants to show her higher register because she didn't do it the previous week. And Mel B tells her good because she can go there. Tyga thinks she did something good enough to show the audience that she can do something on stage, but not everything she can do. She thinks she can do better. And Mel B tells her that she can push it all vocally and performance wise. And she tells her she has the ability in her. She wants her in the final. Tyga says she got the greatest advice to go bigger. So she will go extra as fuck. I love it. All right, her look. The extra. This is Drag Mama. I love the look. It's big. It makes a statement. Oh, I was obsessed with it when she was walking down the runway. And the reveal was, it worked. It was effective. Yeah, I mean, is, is this what I expect to pop diva to wear? Maybe like if they're going grocery shopping. Sure. It was not like, it was unexpected even for her, but also for what you would see a pop diva as. But yeah. I loved it. Maybe and I think right Tyga now. has brought like a bevy of looks and you can't knock her for having a versatile portfolio. That's what we want. Yes. Um, it is drag. It's not necessarily my favorite. But let's talk about this performance. This performance was ready for a video Vixen TV show. Uh, Matrix era. I think I wanted her to push a bit more, but she still wanted to get to that higher register. And when yeah. she finally got into it with the reveal, it just didn't meet my expectations on what bigger as fuck should have been. Vocally, this is not a singing song. It's a pop song that gets the gays going in a club. Yeah. The wig reveal was dry. Like, shocked I didn't clock that it was coming sooner, but she did it. And the final note, she, it was fine. It was good. It was, it was, fi it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was I a fine performance. She was definitely worried about how she sounded, and it came across in her performance. But I think for her, like, yeah, she, I could tell that she pushed it more so than she did. Was it enough? I mean... She made it to the final, so I guess it Definitely. wasn't enough. Mel B says that's how you do it. She is in awe of her as she looks as at where she started and where she is now. It's a whole different yes. level. She says I last agree. week they wanted her to take the challenge and go up into the falsetto and the belt the chest voice. She did exactly that and more. Fuck her. She's so happy. Trixie says that a reveal has a responsibility. Taking something off isn't enough. Trevor Ashley, you have to reveal to something that's better than what you were wearing. And she did, including the hair reveal. She says this is the best makeup she's done. She says perfect amount of contour, perfect lip. She says she looks absolutely beautiful, young, tight, and wet and vulnerable. Gorgeous. Mm. I, it, 
wet and vulnerable. She is so dirty, this Trixie Mattel. Yeah. Vanessa says she gave it 100%. She loves the growls that she did a couple times. She says the falsetto was up top. She says the first couple notes, she finally got it on track. She says she was on fire and she was giving the audience exactly what they wanted. Michelle says it was fun drag. She says it was a great vocal performance. That is what Queen of the Universe is all about. And Graham will ask her if she sees the finale in her future. And Tyga says, just ask the audience, what do you think? And that's how you curry favor with the Brits. That was a brilliant move on her part. Get will the people you eating be for incorporating her. that into your future competition moments? Oh, absolutely I will. That I, Listen, anything you can do to get the audience on your side, especially at the end of your moment, yeah, take it. Out of a score of 10, I'm going to give this performance an 8. I would. I was thinking 7.5, so yeah, right around there. If you don't do half points, I'll give it an 8, too. Oh, you can do half points. Okay. Queen of the Universe, bumper count number four. Next up. With Graham, Giselle will tell him that it was a dream come true just to have time with Vanessa, to show her appreciation and get the best advice. I want to ask a serious question here. Mm-hmm. Did she really love Vanessa Williams or is it all for TV? I'm going to go with hmm. both. I'm going to say I both. I think she loves, I think, I think both. I think both for sure. She had her moment to sing her favorite song. Was it her favorite song? Maybe, maybe not. Does she love Vanessa Williams? I believe it. I, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. Giselle is overwhelmingly elated that Vanessa Williams is her mentor as she's been a staple for her since she can remember. She tells Vanessa that she did a mix of her songs a few months ago and then they sing together and that's all she needed. Vanessa tells her that she's been in the game for a long time and asks Giselle if there is anything that she can impart on her that she would like to know that can help her with her career and aspirations and goals. And Giselle says, are there any special warm-ups that you do? Girl, that's your one question? Yeah, no. Waste. She wasted her moment. I'm convinced there is an actual question that was cut out for time and they just cut to this. Sure. Because Giselle, girl. No, you don't ask. Everyone has a, like, the warm-up is, no, that's not important. You ask about her, her life, her career, her fame, her success, because if you want it, go for it. The but question is, her fucking warm-up. can you get me a meeting with your agent? Yeah, there you go. Um, Vanessa says her warm-up is when she opens up the top and the bottom with whoop, and I was like, sounds gay, I'm in. Yep. And then the potato chips. Okay, so, okay. Vanessa concludes that with a papa chip because the grease allows the top end to be bright again. Um, Also, welcome to the stage, papa chip. Um, I have nothing to offer for that. That is, that might be her thing, her little superstitious moment. Good for you, Vanessa Williams. Are you going to try it? I I will try it. I'll, okay. I'll try it and I'll report back to you. Thank you. I'm, it's questionable. This was the craziest thing I've ever heard a singer yeah, say. Yeah, a grease, like a greasy chip. I don't even know what a greasy mm. chip is. No, I got to protect the skin. I can't be doing greasy chips. Right? Ah, right. And listen, Vanessa's fucking flawless and has the money to be flawless. So Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, remember when I said choices before about Tiger's song choice? Well, Giselle choices. Ah, she's yeah. probably doing pretty what is going on? Um, there's so many better options. If you want to do Britney, like anything uh, else, anything else. 
Yeah, I got a theory on that in a second. But Vanessa assumes it's going to be very sexy. She knows she won't do an intimidation of Britney, but they want to see Giselle sing that song and tells her that they keep seeing her personality and what her flavor is to get her into the finale. Make it your own is her advice. Giselle wants to continue what she's done every week, give it her best and be the entertainer that she is. And because Britney and she are very different singers, she has no choice but to make it her song. The look. The look. Was hot. Yeah. Was sexy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Perfect for the song. Showing off that body, yaddy, yaddy. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. Right. And it, I mean, just coming out on that shade lounge, like legs to her ears, like, yeah, no. It, That's it how was I hot. imagine I sit on a chaise lounge. And yeah. then I'm like, no. No. We look no. in the mirror and we face reality and that's okay. But she can own her fantasy and I am so here for it. It's time. I'm a slave for you by Britney Spears. Um, I will say the R&B spin on the song was very hot. I think it worked for her. The orchestration was good. This got so X-rated. Yeah, um, but I was I like, definitely. you know what? Give me more. <clears throat> now, the thing is, it's not really a song you can vocally soar on, but it's a song that gets the audience going. Now, I'm just going to preface it. I have not seen uh, Once Upon a One More Time, so I don't know if this song is in the musicale and how they do with it. Um, but I'm, it's not a song that I think you would pick for a singing competition. No, it's, it's not. It's a, it's a good performance song. And she, I think, I mean, we all saw it. We all saw the lean back, the leg, the, the ass. It was all out there for everyone to see. Um, so she did the most with the song that she chose. So it's still kind of like on her, I think. Yeah, it, it was a safe performance for her and not the right time to be safe. I just yeah. wonder if she had other song options that maybe were denied by production. <sighs> These little secrets that I guess we'll never know. But Listen, I mean, if people, you can go back to episode, uh, the recap for episode one and two. I had Novazar on the show. She spilled a lot of production tea because mm. um, she also sang Britney Spears and that was not the song she wanted to sing. Yeah, so, so I don't know. We're all at the hands of Paramount Plus and World of Wonder, I guess. This was fun. She was enjoying it. I just don't know if it was enough, and that was so scary. No. And she looks so good, and, and she looks I so love close. her voice. Out, yes. Like, outside of this song, I love her voice, and I thought she, you know, I, she was one of my top contenders in the season, and yeah. Graham will remind her that it is the only, her second up-tempo number, and Giselle says that she had a great time fulfilling her fantasy of Britney Spears at the VMAs. Graham says that she was fulfilling all their fantasies, and there is why the show was canceled. Mm, there it is there thanks graham mm -hmm. uh vanessa says holy smokes and says good god her body is incredible so congrats on that things no one will say to me <laughs> it's okay she says that she didn't know what she was going to do with her approach when she saw she was doing the song and she just brought it to modern glam she knows that she is everything it takes to be queen of the universe michelle says they live for britney on the panel it's not just a vocally challenging song, but she says she likes that what she did with it and loved that she made it her own instead of recreating it. She asked, does she have a snake? And she is glad she didn't because she needed to make it Giselle. Trixie says there is only one snake at the judge's table, Melby. Mm. Trixie says that the look is an absolute 10 as it's just unbelievably beautiful. She says wild. It may be the song that is laid out, pulled not to pull off the vocal tricks she added that so many places she added some boops and mmms, and that was really smart um melby says that last week she sung the crap out of that song so they know 
she can sing. And now they gave a performance and things. That was a very smart move. She re- says she really respects what she's done, which was a massive risk. She says she could sense a point. She didn't feel comfortable dancing, but just went for it anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, sure, that's what you saw. Graham yeah. asks if she thought it was a risk doing Britney, and Giselle says yes, but she wanted to show versatility and wanted to give the world a glimpse of what they can expect from her in the future. Um, between some of the things Vanessa said to her in the mentorship, between that answer, she knows she wasn't winning. Yeah. she kind of. I feel like she maybe got put in a position where she. they said, do whatever you want, and this yeah. might be the end of, your, end of the road for you. I'm going to give this an 8.5. Yeah, I would say like an eight or a nine. In there. Universe bumper count number five. Hmm? Okay. Aura. She is sitting patiently waiting for someone to help her. And it's <laughs> Michelle Visage. And she asks her for a hug. And she gets one. I was like, she is so sweet and precious. Yeah. She was obsessed with Michelle Visage even before the show. And she says that she has a beautiful voice and takes care of her body. She's perfect. What is it? What is she alluding to taking care of her body? Mm, maybe a little bisexuality, a little pansexuality maybe. thrown in there. Aura tells her that she's feeling mixed emotions as she was saved and she is so grateful, but she's still processing it to, to determine if she deserves it. Aura tells us that she is an extremely anxious person. And I say, join the club. Yeah, who isn't? She Welcome says she's, right? she's stressed yeah. or scared and it triggers that feeling. And sometimes the intrusive thoughts are so loud. As Rue would say, Silence, the inner saboteur. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for that. Michelle says that anxiety has been on her back for years. It has ruined her life in many ways, but says that coming back from it has made her stronger. She tells her she came there to do a job and that the voices living in her head telling her otherwise they aren't real. So she just said the inner saboteur isn't real. Fuck you, RuPaul. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Michelle she said, a job. right? So far, so far. So far. Michelle says that she is so talented and that is wasting her energy. Now, Aura, she will be singing Left Outside Alone by Anastasia. Remember her? She won the Mass Singer Australia. Okay. Um, I remember her from uh, A Day in Your Life. I think it was a song from the early 2000s. Uh, and then no. she was on the Chicago, the movie soundtrack. With a oh. song called Love is a Crime. Mm-hmm. That would have been like 2002. Okay. But apparently, allegedly, Anastasia is Michelle's sister. And we're going to learn that Anastasia is Aura's childhood. She says when she was six years old, left outside alone, were the first words she learned in English so that she could write them to listen to the song. We hear a bit of Aura's rendition for Michelle, and she says it's perfectly in her key. And now Michelle will make a phone call. Guess who it is? It's Aura's Hurdles Fund, Anastasia. The bitch is about to cry. Aura realizes she is real as she blanks, as she had too many emotions. It was the best feeling. It was a really cute interaction. Now, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. Let's say Michelle Visage is calling your pop diva idol. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Who's she making a phone call to? Who is... God. Or Broadway um, Idol. You can throw Broadway in there as well. Yeah, uh, probably a Broadway Idol, and it would it would probably be Ben Platt, and I think I would cry. Oh. I know. Okay. It's, okay. I feel like he's hit or miss for people. I Very love that. him in his career, so... Uh, I just I, hate that... He, oh, 
I love his fiance a lot. I love Noah. Okay. Listen, you know, not everyone's cup of tea, but I was his child wrangler way back when. Oh, okay. So (laughs) you have a little specific a specific Uh, moment for yourself. The kid almost got me fired. Um, why? Because he was going up on the roof to smoke with the other older kids. Uh, so fun times, fun times. There it is. There it is. Um, now Anastasia tells her that if she is going to sing the song, she needs to take home the crown. Aura is so happy. Michelle says that she can do this. And the only person who can stop her is her nerves don't matter. Also, allegedly, this is Michelle's new child or eternal visage. I wonder how Aura's real mom, La Diamond, what she has to say about that. And for those who didn't watch Drag Race to tell you too, La Diamond adopted Aura in the workroom during the That's season. That's beautiful. So Sugar and Spice are not the first adopted no. children on Drag Race. Boom. There you go. Um, people watch the international seasons. They're fun. I look at the runways, but there's it's so much, so much content. It is, it is. If you don't have a podcast, it's hard to keep up with all of it. Or want to. That too. (laughs) Aura knows that Michelle believes in her. She is an accomplished, famous woman struggling with the same things, but succeeding. (laughs) It made her think, why can't she do it? She wants to be like her. I love Aura because she is so genuine. And the words that come out of her mouth are just silly to us Americans because just the way she strings them, like mm-hmm. saying she's an accomplished, famous woman struggling with the same thing. That's funny. It's really it's, funny. It's so, so charming. Funny. It really is. All right, let's talk about the look. It is so early 2000s, like so fitting if you're going to perform a bitch from that era. Yeah, I... It's I a the the jean hair. jacket. It's cute and she looks stunning. Um, but I feel like at this point in the competition... Maybe she could have amped it up a little bit more. Um, it's the white pleasers. They're just way too simple. It's drag. I get it. But no. Yeah. Pleasers. You know, at least the whole thing is stone. I'll give her that. That's true. And, and she looks stunning. She does. Like, that is a beautiful woman right there. So, boom. It's time for Anastasia's hit, Left Outside Alone. And I will admit, this was a new track for me. Listen, mm-hmm. the bitch barely made strides in America. It's understandable that we don't know who she is. Yeah. I love that she gave this opera sound in the beginning as it's nothing the others can do at this point in the competition, which was very smart. Yeah. She brought some power and confidence that's been lacking the past few weeks. She didn't quite move, so she let the dancers do it for her, as we can see. Oh, and there was one shot where there was like three dancer boys at an angle, and it was her, and I I was living. I was living. Um, this was the most vocally daring track of the night, and she was quite solid on it. It was solid. Um, I would say, girl, if you can get the rights, you should do a recording of it of your own. Oh, yeah. No. She absolutely nailed this this whole number. Like, the voice was on point, but there was another shot that, she, like, you could feel her love of Anastasia, but also the song and how important this moment was for her. And so yeah. that sold it for me. Michelle says she is so proud she could cry. They got deep in their conversation and got to FaceTime with Anastasia. And Mel B is like, did you just name drop? I called Anastasia and Mel B is like, I didn't know we could do that. So what? Mel B was going to call Charlie XCX? I guess. <laughs> Michelle says that she wanted to calm or down as she struggles with a lot of insecurities and tells her that there was not one insecurity on that stage. And she nailed the shit out of that fucking Song. Aura will say that she is a visage. She or a visage. Aura, eternal visage. 
Vanessa says that the past few weeks, she apologized for everything and she didn't apologize at all here. She attacked it. She gave the audience what they needed to see. They saw confidence. They saw a body shape they had never seen before. They saw her at her very best. Mel B says the moment the lights went up on her, she says she was next level. She attacked everything and liked when she did the stink face. I have a stink face all the time, as I've been told. Mm. I just, I'm, I'm taking things in. I'm not. It's the resting bitch face. It's okay. Exactly. Um, Melby says when she does the I'm getting into it face, she felt it. She says she's that bitch. And Trixie says this is the power of somebody who just does it. She says the 150% she has to do to win a quarter million dollars from a table of drag queens and their friends. And just between them girls, she understands how a little face time with Michelle can help. It's her gift. It paid off. Mm-hmm. I wonder who um, Michelle FaceTimed to get Trixie to feel better. Who was it? RuPaul? <laughs> Katya. Katya, there it is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Yeah, for me, I'd say a 9, 9.5 as well. If the look was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit bigger. That's basically where I dropped my point. Yeah. My half point. All right, Queen of the Universe bumper count number six. Trevor Ashley time. Um, Trevor and Graham are going to chat. And Trevor says she feels good. She says the other girls have done well, but she is doing a much bigger singer than anyone else is doing. So she hopes it'll be enough to keep her there. We're going to talk about that bigger singer moment in a moment because I have feelings. Mm -hmm. Trevor is surprised by the man, the myth, the makeup mogul, Trixie Mattel. Trevor says that Trixie is what they all aspire to be as she is a singing musician, a drag performer. She is the whole package. What she has created for herself is exactly where she wants to be. Okay. If you were Trixie Mattel, and had her career. Yeah. What's the name of your first palette? Oh my. Oh well. Is oh. it called Jewish guilt? Jewish guilt. No, it'd be called matzo meal, maybe. Oh, okay. No, because that gives me like a crunchy beige. No, never mind. Not that. And listen, your 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 uh, palette can be in the shape of a seder plate. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh God, cute I'm, the Seder, I'm Jewish like too friends don't come at me I'm ah. not making fun of anything I'm Jewish too alright so um, when I'm famous and rich and have a palette I'll, I'll you have a little credit on the back maybe thank you I appreciate it okay Trixie se- tells her that she does comedy and Trevor does comedy and feels that when you're a drag queen who can make people laugh you get put in the category of well you don't have to be sexy or pretty because you're hilarious and Trixie has found if you're going to go out and make people laugh or sing, it doesn't mean you can't look as good as anybody else. Just because someone does comedy doesn't mean you dismiss them for being a great makeup artist, sexy, beautiful. It can be the full package, and that's true. Look at Katya. Yeah, the whole thing. Trevor says that she enjoys making herself look pretty and thinks she's done better over the past few weeks, and Trevor shows what she will be wearing. And Trixie is like, you can't wear this because it's mine now. ha <laughs> ha. The song she will be singing is a, quote, Tina Turner classic, River Deep, Mountain High. Interesting. Tina Turner classic, fine. She sings it. But it's a classic for somebody else that you mentioned before. Yes. All credit for me goes to Tina Turner. I love Celine's version. Don't get me wrong. I love it so much. But that is a Tina and Ike Turner classic in my heart, always. Trixie says the audience is so young that it might be the first time they heard the song and Trevor hasn't thought of that. And I say bullshit. We all know at least the Celine Dion cover because it's done in all fucking drag shows. And Everywhere. Drag no, everyone knows that song. It's a great choice for a, like a semifinal moment. 
Trixie tells her the thing is it has to be good because uh, she won't get compared to someone. If she is the first time they hear the song, she has the total carte blanche to make them love it. It's an epic song and it's one of the greatest pop songs ever written. Trixie tells her she is a professional and one of the best of the best and tells her to go out there and eat all the whores for breakfast. Mm, yum. She's basically been doing drag as long as Aura's been alive. <laughs> and you too. Yeah, me too. Trixie reminds her that she has a career that some of them would die for. Now, Trixie notes that Michelle said that Australians are extremely humble and finds her humility as magnetic and genuine. However, with $250,000 on the line, she allows her to just feel like she's the best. Trevor's getting rid of the humility. She has to pull out all the stops. Let's talk about the look. It's drag. It's classic. It's Trevor Ashley. I think it's got the right amount of sparkle. I don't love the hair color. It feels very artificial for her. Um, I like the color scheme because it kind of fits with the with the top and right. The that's whole. my thing. That's why I think it works. Yeah, it's fine. I just want more at this point. Yeah, I I feel like I I mean she kind of it's not pushing the envelope by any means. Um, it's giving kind of the same thing I expect from her. It's time for Tina's Riverdeep Mountainheim. This is a drag song. And those fucking dancers are doing the shimmying for her. Fucking cop out. Oh, yeah. She said, I'm in a park and bark. The one song you have to move, move, move. I do not think she has the vocal range for this song. Because, again, I I live for the Celine version. And we know Celine goes there. Yeah. Um. I don't mean to insult anybody on this right now, but I'm just going to say it. It feels like a cruise ship performance. I agree. I I absolutely agree. As far as competitive competition songs, excellent choice. And again, revealing into a leotard is not a reveal. It's just taking something off. No. I mean, I it it looks better than the long skirt thing she was wearing over it. Right. So like, yeah, and she's got you know the legs looking good and the shoes, but. The it's it was a it's a great song choice, maybe not a great song choice for her. I don't think Trevor will will resonate with me in a way that a winner of this competition will. Yeah. Would I want to see her live? Absolutely, she yeah. is entertaining. Would I want to see her doing Drag Race? Sure, yeah, I, think she would I would love sell to better see her there, which is wild. Um, for me, it was a vocally strong performance, but the performance part. She didn't fucking move. No, no, she didn't. But yeah, I just, I like her. She has so much charisma and so much yeah. character that I just, I like her so much, but it was, yeah, it was a little underwhelming. That's okay. Because she's Trevor Ashley and she's so fun. So Trexy says it was on fire. She says the sequin is amazing and her body looks great and makeup looks great. She says it's a song that is a power, power, power. And if you don't start the song on the top of it, you'll spend the whole song trying to climb to it. She says she is so musical and polished that it sounds like she's just plunking out notes on a piano as it's so crisp. She says getting to work with her one-on-one was one of the greatest privileges of our career. Mm, and sure. Does your career suck? Okay. Um, Mel B says that her eyes usually go to the dancers and go, uh, and that's a good thing, but she didn't look at the dancers because she was transfixed on her. She says she was amazing. I was like, bitch, I went to the dancers the entire time. Those mesh tops that were sparkling. Oh my yeah, God. they they. But also, like, I was looking at the dancers for all of Aura's performance too. Right, you, right. Just, you can't not. Listen, we're like Alexis Michelle. We're horny. Yeah, 
Yes, we are. <laughs> and that's okay. Vanessa's, Vanessa says when she first saw her in silhouette, she said she had to shake that ass because we know Tina. She says she gave him sex and power and proved that she belongs there. Now, Michelle says when she heard she was doing this song, she was a bit nervous because she has a wide vibrato. Mm-hmm. But she needed to be worried about that because vocally she sounded really fantastic and that's what she needed for to hear from her the only thing she wanted was more movement to get her off the center box she wanted more shaking more ass more hips um i yeah. don't want to insult you i'm a, i think i might insult you because i feel like you it's okay what i don't like about trevor's voice is the thing i don't like about Patty lapone's voice it's the vibrato i can't it's just i can't no that's it. so fair it's it's so that's not insulting. It's okay. It, she, I think Trevor would sing the shit out of some musical theater because she has the wide vibrato in the character. Yeah. River Dee um, Mountain High? No. not. I mean, no. yes, but also no. Rainbow High, maybe. Rainbow, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just like, she doesn't finish her words, and that's my biggest problem because she's like yeah. going crazy. Oh, whatever. Graham will say that they were great comments, but the standard is sky high. Does she think she's done enough to make it through to next week? Trevor says she hopes so, and she says she is staying another week. Because of the performance aspect, I'm giving her an 8.5. For me, it's like maybe like a 7.5. Okay. Queen of the Universe bumper count. Now, friends, as we all know, I love to do my power rankings, and I tally up the scores each week for myself. Mm. And here is how it shook up after this week. At the bottom is still Trevor Ashley. Then Tiger Brava or Eternal Giselle Royale. There so that's is. how, with all the rankings after seven weeks of competition, that's mm. how it shook up. Now comes the hard part. It's time yeah. for the drag loving studio audience to vote as they determine who will go through to the grand finale. I never expressed this on the show before, but like part of a show like American Idol, The Voice, one of those shows. The audience is us watching at home, and we vote week after week because we see what happens week after week. Allowing the audience to determine the fate of a finale based on a single performance it's crazy. doesn't sit well. It is the reality of being a drag queen is having to deal with the audience vote. And so I think it's the people in the moment doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Based on the audience vote, in no particular order, the first queen going through to the grand finale is Aura Eternal. No more bottom for her. Joining Aura is Taiga Brava. Based on the audience vote, that means the bottom two are Trevor Ashley and Giselle Royale. I agree. I, I, I agree. And that's crazy because based on this singular episode, perhaps sure, fine. But, but over the Gis- competition, no, they are. Giselle not going to the finale because this? Crazy. It's crazy. Sadly, one of them will have to leave the competition and their destiny lies in the hands of the Pop Diva panel. They have one last chance to impress them as they get to perform their song for survival, which is, again, different than every single week we do it because why have consistency? No, who cares about that? They're going to be performing as a duo. The song they will be singing is Strong Enough by Cher. Great song. Great song. Trixie and Vanessa are confused as to why their mentees are in the bottom, but alas... We're going to see Giselle and Trevor backstage with Leland, who is still hotter than ever, of even course. with a mask on. He is going to guide them through this performance, pepping them to up to perform and being like, yeah, so we have to figure out how to break this apart. 
Sure. In, as if it in the moment, already five been... minutes beforehand? Yeah, no. No, no. Let's go through this song for survival. Um, this song was very much in Trevor's wheelhouse. Cher is literally one of her divas. We've heard her talk about it. This, yeah. I guarantee you, she sang this all the time. For Giselle, I think she was aware that they just did not want her to win because she is that bitch. But that being said, she fucking sounded incredible. I thought I thought she beat Trevor. Trevor, at was least Cher. in terms of the voice. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Trevor was Cher, and she did have more fight in her performance. I just think this was a weird performance because it's apples to oranges. Like it's gonna come down to preference, right? For me, it was Giselle. If it was strictly a vocal performance, she's the winner. But Trevor was giving you that share move, and I feel like that's when her fate was sealed. Uh, yeah, well... Because it's drag. She gave us drag. It's drag, but I, I'm. It, it went down to the... If you want to skip ahead to the audience vote from beforehand, so Correct. it's even it's even crazier, because then it almost... This had nothing to do with the actual elimination. It really just came back to who had the better performance of the night. All right, the Pop Diva panel will vote individually. We will start with Trixie, who tells Giselle that she is the acting president of her fan club and now lifelong supporter, but she needs to see Trevor next week. Fine, it was her mentee. I get it. Vanessa yeah. saves Giselle as she is her girl. Again, mentee makes sense. I see what we're doing here, okay? Yeah. I, I get it, production. Michelle brings it down to performance as that was the key to her and saves Trevor. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And now I was like, Mel B, duh, the hater of Giselle. Um, what I wonder what's gonna happen. Well, she will say that she is a supporter of Trevor since day one and surprised she was in the bottom. She tells Giselle that the performance she did earlier, she's not surprised she was in the bottom too. But what she did, she clawed it back. She's gonna save Giselle. I was like, <laughs> Okay. First time for everything, arc. I guess. What an arc that the, the two of them had. It's uh, we love a resolution before an elimination. Um, we have a time. We're going to go to the previous studio vote. And it is revealed that the queen who received the most votes and sang and go into the finale is Trevor Ashley. Bullshit, Britain. Bullshit. It, but also they love their, their big, campy, funny queens. They love them. It's so true. I get it. It's true. We have our three finalists, Tiger Brava, Aura Eternal, and Trevor Ashley. Next up, one of them will be named Queen of the Universe, and we cut to our final Queen of the Universe bumper count. Eight. Eight wow. in this episode. I, um, I'm sad. Giselle yeah. was my front runner. I think it was most of our front runners going into the season. Um, I almost wonder if the conflict between her and Mel B was the reason that things didn't go her way this season. You never know, but it also made for really good TV, so I, we all it, enjoyed it. Did. it. And, and again, you have to go back to season one and what the show was looking for. I understand why Grag Queen won, because she is a drag pop star. Yes. Ada Vox was not going to be the drag pop star that the show wanted. Ada Vox was going to be potentially your best vocalist to win. And I think sure. that's the problem here, and that's what Giselle was. She was not going to be the drag pop star. She was going to be your best vocalist. Um, I, I mean, she gave looks, she was beautiful, she has an amazing voice, and she sold it every week, so I'm, I, I thought she could have made it all the way, but... Now, I'm going to ask you the burning question of the episode. Simply based on seven episodes, knowing nothing else to come, after seven episodes, the winner of the season is? After seven episodes, ooh... 
I'm torn between Trevor and Tyga. I think Trevor has the personality. I think Tyga has the arc. Now, I'm being fair, friends, as, as I've said in earlier podcasts, I'm just going to go simply based on my power rankings. And based on my power rankings, the winner would have been Aura. So that's who I would say after seven episodes. But there's still another episode of competition to go. We'll see oh, what yes. happens. Um, yeah, interesting episode. Very interesting. And I'm interesting glad season. to know that there was the audience who fucked up here, not the judges. Sure. Blame <laughs> it on the people. Which they literally did. Yeah, they really, oh, they really did. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Thank Awesome. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Venmo at Soup. That's M-A-T-Z-A-H-B-E-L-L-E-O-S-O-U-P. Um, find me hopping around New York City, just doing the, the baby queen hustle. It's really fun and it's real. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.